And today is the release date for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I've been expecting for this game for quite some time. And I just received the notification from Amazon that it's on its way to my home. Thankfully, I'm going to get this on uh, Friday 27th of November. So um, that's, uh, well, that's the date that Amazon gave me. Um, I hope that it gets way sooner because um, I want to talk about uh, some things that happened in the yesterday and today. Today is 20 November 20th of 2020. And yesterday, um, a lot of people got banned for 48 hours after streaming Haru Warriors Age of Calamity. It seems like they were expecting um, um, midnight. So in their country. So they started streaming on Twitch. And Twitch be began banning uh, these streamers. Um, and most likely, because Twitch never gives you uh, a reason for why are you being banned, at least not one that you can actually add upon. So for what I gather, Nintendo is banning these accounts, or rather Twitch, because of the DEC, DNCA stuff. That's pretty much the copyright ad. And... It means that these people were streaming the game before the launch day. And it doesn't really make that a lot of sense. But I believe that one of two things happen. Either these people were streaming uh, when they get uh, their time zone into, into today, into November 20th. And perhaps that's not the same uh, date on Japan, for example. Maybe in Japan... Um, there was another date. Uh, maybe they they were still waiting for the twentieth, or maybe. Or, or my my second guess is that um, Nintendo and Twitch are waiting for uh, to be uh, November twentieth in every single part of the world uh, of the world. So maybe some time zones were still on November nineteenth, and. And, and other parts of the world were already on the uh, November 20th. So that's what I'm guessing. So a lot of people are getting banned for 48 hours again. Uh, really bad, but uh, really bad for Nintendo too, because this is awful PR for them. I would hope that uh, these un unjustifiable bans are going to be lifted. Um, I don't think so. Uh, so I guess that they are going to be waiting for the 48 hours and maybe the most important streamers are going to be able to get out of there sooner because obviously they are more important for Twitch and the revenue and whatever else. For the little guy, I don't think so. They are going to be uh, banned streaming that. And, and, I, and I get the sentiment as soon as I get my hands on the... Uh, many reviewers and already got uh, for like a week or so the game in full version. Uh, Nintendo spread these games. This uh, this test is uh, basically Nintendo gives uh, people like Arlo, for example, a YouTuber. Uh, all these YouTubers and reviewers uh, they get free copies of the game sponsored by Nintendo. Thank you, Nintendo. 
and they get the game. Uh, and that's one of the important things is for free. But the most important thing is that they get not only the game for free, but they get it uh, with days prior. Um, in Game Explain YouTube channel, I get to see these um, review videos, uh, spoiler free, by the way. So they are reviewing the game and for the game footage that they are showing, that's not available on the demo. Um, some of those, uh, those videos are playing on the Mifas chapter. So it's obvious that they are getting the full version of the game. Uh, I guess that they are following some guidelines about, you know, you, you are not supposed, um, to spoil the story before the release, the, the official release date. So I guess that, uh, there's a website, uh, from Nintendo that uh, describes uh, all of these guidelines for publishing videos and monetizing uh, content containing Nintendo footage. So um, I'm, I'm thinking about that anyway. So uh, Twitch streamers are getting banned 48 hours. Uh, GG, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't think this is going to be a PR nightmare for Nintendo. Maybe a couple of streamers are going to be sour for a day or two. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I don't think it's going to to derive anything from it. And, well, do I want to get a spoil before the game arrives on my home? I don't think so. So I am avoiding YouTube at the moment. Um, uh, it's, it's really hard for you to actually spoil something from the game. Um, but, for example, uh, there is a channel that uh, is just publishing... I don't remember the name of the channel. I should research it and maybe unfollow that channel for the time being because it's uh, actually publishing uh, these thumbnails with the faces of all the playable characters in the game. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Don't worry about it. The thing is that this guy just uh, makes the the, the thumbnail uh, a spoiler itself. So it's showing a lot of the characters that are not being revealed um, by the time of the demo. Uh, so when the demo came out, uh, we obviously know that we are going to be playing with Link, with Impa, and with Zelda. And we can um, argue that it's no surprise that we are going to be seeing the four champions, uh, Rebali, Urbosa, Daruk, and Mifa. And that's pretty much it. But I've been avoiding spoilers uh, for the most part, uh, every single time I see this kind of thumbnail with a uh, character reveal and uh, and in another channel I get to see you know, this is the ending and this is the true ending so that uh, I mean and I see the thumbnail with a with a screenshot of the ending uh, I'm not going to describe it so don't worry about it so th that uh, those kind of things so I guess that there is going to be um, uh, a lot of information that is going to be running around on the uh, this week, at least. So a lot of the spoilers are going to be flying out. So I'm going to be avoiding Twitter. I'm going to be avoiding uh, maybe not YouTube, because uh, YouTube could be more sensible to that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe avoid the spoilers. On, that's my personal preference. I'm going to be avoiding spoilers on up until I get the game myself. And I'm planning on, since I get, 
I got my recording gear, my podcast gear, and I don't use it that often because I'm uh, I'm having I'm getting a, a full time job now. Uh, the thing is that I'm working remote anyways, so maybe I should repurpose most of my podcast gear into uh, video creation gear. I do have a capture card. I may capture um, uh, game footage. I already read um, the guidelines from Nintendo to actually produce the videos. And I was thinking about maybe providing useful information because in every single Warriors game that I've been playing on the Nintendo platform, at least, and this includes uh, basically uh, three games, I think, is Fire Emblem Warriors, which, by the way, I have a- around 300 plus hours into it. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors. I did have, I do have uh, the previous Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. Uh, I didn't play that that game that much. It seems to be, although it it does have a lot of characters that are actually unique. Uh, the mechanics of the game are are not of my liking too much. Uh, I, I think that a lot of things are happening and the sound effects, uh, <laughs> they're just driving me crazy because it seems like I am in a pachinko machine listening to the, uh, to the rupees falling on the floor all the time and all these sounds. It seems like you are inside a, a, a Las Vegas casino, something like that. Um, it's not really sound, uh, war sounding so to speak, I don't feel like I am in an epic battle. I feel more like I am running around <laughs> in a casino or something like that uh, with coins flipping on uh, all over the place and, and cute sounds. Anyway, uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, I tried to play that game uh, after ending the main story. It's a really good game. I, I really like the, the characters and there are no clones on that game that I remember. And uh, even Link does have its own moveset. Um, Link have, in that game, Link does have several different movesets depending on the weapon that he chooses to to use. And I see that that's going to be um, a thing on the new Hyrule Warriors. Uh, But I was wondering if we are going to get the same treatment for all the rest of the character cast, the playable characters, and I think that is not going to be the case. I guess that something called retcon is going to be applied to Link, uh, but not for the rest of the cast. So basically, it's going to be very weird to see all these assets, weapons, uh, two-handed swords, two-handed maces, uh, basically two-handed weapons, um, sword and shield, and a spear, um, maybe bow. Uh, well, the bow is an action in in the new Hyrule Warriors anyway. Uh, but the thing is that Link is going to get uh, a couple more movesets depending on the weapon that he's actually using. Uh, other than that, he's using armor. You can choose what, uh, what armor you want to use with Link. However, I, I do believe that this is going to be just for, for a, for, for glamour. It's not going to be um, it's, armor doesn't really give you any other uh, uh, status effect for my knowing. Um, perhaps when I get to uh, further in the story, uh, maybe armor is going to be uh, special. Perhaps 
uh, I may get the help of the corded helmet. If I use the corded helmet, maybe if I run around like I used to run in Breath of the Wild, maybe I can find the corded seats easier that way. Maybe, uh, but for example, I don't see uh, uh, more armor being used, um, whether or not I use an armor set on Link or not. And the rest of the cast does not have access to, at least by the time of the demo, they don't have access to changing clothes. Uh, I guess that it was easier for Link to just do so because uh, Nintendo already have the assets from Breath of the Wild anyway, so why not use them? And that's pretty much the all the uh, the excuse that I can see for why Link can basically change clothes and the rest of the cast just doesn't. And that's pretty much it. So what I've been watching in YouTube is a lot of reviewers uh, giving a hard time and hard critics on the game. The game looks amazing for what it is. It's a Warriors game. It's not supposed to be a, a main title for the Zelda series. Uh, it's a spin-off and it's doing a great job uh, gathering attention because it, it is impossible to avoid the obvious relationship between Breath of the Wild and this game. This is a prequel and we get to see um, a, lot of, a lot of what actually happened during the war that we only listened to from other people in Breath of the Wild or just read about it, but we never get to see what actually happened. And it is my hope, because I haven't played the game, it is my hope that I, I get to know more about the champions on this game and not just uh, a slideshow presentation like uh, or maybe an introductory uh, presentation of every character in the game and just grind levels with them and never to to know anything about themselves. Um, so I getting uh, I hoping that the main story. Um, does have some juice, but I do know that this is a Muso game, a Warriors game, so more likely than not, the history is going to be there. But I guess that it's not going to be that revolutionary for me. But yet again, I haven't played the game, so I'm just guessing here. Another thing that I want to talk about, the fact that we are in the shadows regarding the mechanics of the game, especially the weapon forging, um, well, basically, in in Fire Emblem Warriors, I do find a lot of similarities between Fire Emblem Warriors and Age of Calamity in the sense that we do have forging, which basically is sacrificing other weapons to improve the damage output and the level of the weapon that you are going to be equipping for certain characters. Um, however, doing these sacrifices the the weapon that you decide to use as a material in fire emblem warriors you get the option in the blacksmith to basically um not just directly forging weapons into one another but what happens if a single weapon does have uh several or yeah several uh weapon attributes um and you want to choose one specific weapon attribute to pass on to the next weapon. Uh, you cannot do that in the demo at the moment. So I guess that this is going to be an ability 
the ability to choose uh, not just uh, uh, ba basically to forge an ability into another one. That ability is going to be maybe unlockable later in the game in the when the main game releases. Well, uh, it is already released, but I don't have it, so <laughs> for me it's not released yet. I guess the thing is, I hope that the blacksmith does get this thing because it's really hard to choose what weapon attributes are you forging your main weapon with. The thing is that if you have a really high level weapon but you messed up um, forging the weapon previously, uh, you cannot undo that. And that's another skill that we're lacking in the blacksmith. The fact that we cannot remove weapon attributes individually. That means that if I already had my level 20 weapon uh, and I want to remove a couple of weapon attributes, I cannot do that. Uh, why would I want to do that and, and destroy weapon attributes? Well, although I'm losing the weapon attribute itself for the weapon, it allows me to reuse the slot for another weapon attribute that I may deem worthy of this spot. So, uh, when I was playing the the demo, um, I was discovering weapon attributes. And my, my first weapon uh, was a mishmash of everything. So it didn't make any sense. I didn't combine the, the weapon attributes by shape. So I didn't get any sort of extra bonus for, for the weapon attributes. I didn't actually know that that was a thing. Combining uh, a square shape weapon attributes with another square shape weapon attribute uh, will allow me to unlock an extra bonus for, for that weapon attribute in particular. I didn't know that. So my first weapon was a mess and I had to sacrifice it uh, because I I was not able to remove weapon attributes from the main weapon. So removing weapon attributes will free uh, weapon slots, so you may actually insert new weapon attributes on the weapon. This will allow me or any other player to basically build your weapons as you may like, and this uh, combined with the ability to that doesn't exist in the demo, uh, combined with the ability of choosing a specific weapon attributes to pick from one weapon in order to insert into your main weapon. If, if we combine those abilities, just like we already have in Fire Emblem Warriors, we will be able to create whatever weapon we want as long as we get the weapon attribute uh, in the materials. If we get a weapon with the desired weapon attribute, we could just pick that weapon on and pass on that weapon attribute to another one. Uh, we only get to save up until 20, I think it's 20 weapons in the inventory for each character. So uh, any excess weapons that we gather, uh, the game is going, the demo is going to force us to sell that weapon. So the money is all well and good. At, at the time of the demo, money is not really that useful, although I try to spend it as far as uh, um, uh, as soon as I can, uh, buying uh, the stocks on the on the shops after every single mission um, and sold out everything. 
but the truth is that selling a weapon uh, that that could be used to forge another weapon. And I'm saving a lot of weapons because I'm thinking, well, uh, if I sell this, we- if I keep this weapon, uh, this weapon attribute is going to be very useful for me in the when the game is released. But at this time, I cannot just hoard this weapon attributes because I only have a space for 20 of those. And uh, that being said, if we don't get the ability to remove weapon attributes from the weapons or to remove or, or to pick a specific weapon attributes to forge into weapons other than selecting the first weapon um, in a line of, of, of forging, well, uh, th- that's going to be really hard for us to actually forge weapons because um, when you level up your weapon, you may get just a single slot when you reach level 5 with that weapon, you get an additional slot. When you reach level 10, I believe, you get a third slot. And the next one opens up until level 20. So you need to level up 10 more levels. And every uh, subsequent level is, is even harder to get. Um, so f- a four-slotted weapon, you need to basically sacrifice a lot of other weapons. And it's getting consistently more difficult to achieve the weapon that you want. Uh, the only weapon that I already have that I decided myself to forge into is uh, with my main character right now in the demo is obviously Impa. <laughs> and many other people, I think Impa is going to be the, their favorite for a, their favorite waifu for this game, at least for the demo. And... I got the Kokodachi weapon, I think it's called, um, with four slots, level 20. Uh, I believe the level one weapon with most damage is 18, 18 damage. So I got that weapon. I forged, um, uh, I don't remember the name of the, uh, of the weapon stat, but is this, um, you get uh, a percentage of damage after 100 KOs. So I got level 20 with that one and I got four of those into my Impa weapon and it's doing a lot of damage as soon as I get my KO uh, values high on the mission. So in the, we only get to see a couple, <coughs> a couple of missions um, in the main story on the demo and I was able to get uh 500 kills or 500 KOs on on the challenge mission where you need to make uh, barrels explode. I don't remember the name. But basically, you just uh, pick up Impa, gather some kills, and at 500 kills, Impa is doing crazy damage by herself by uh, stacking four copies of the same rune and they they get a, a bonus experience because they are the same rune. So they get bonus experience. And every single time that you get 100 kills, you get that bonus four times. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, getting data on this game is really hard because we only see health bars in, in the best scenario. And measuring what actually works and what doesn't is really hard. For example, in this case, I 
still don't, I'm not sure if this weapon actually uh, helps uh, with main damage, obviously, with auto attacks, uh, obviously. I don't know if this bonus damage applies to all damage with Impa or if it's limited. For example, if I get a rune that says that my special attack is doing damage, uh, more damage or, or charges faster, let's say it does more damage. Okay, so the special attack does more damage. Uh, but my rune that says, you know what, after 100 kills, you get more damage with this percentage. Does that apply for my specials or my, um, or for my aerial strikes or for my strong attacks or my flurry rushes? Uh, it's not really that clear. But if I uh, read it like that, I guess that it means that all sources of damage, no matter the category of the damage source, um, is going to be doing the damage. So uh, that's what I'm picking up, percentage damage after 100 kills for my main weapon. And I'm trying to repeat the same chore with Link and Zelda. Uh, but at this time, I, I already had 24 hours of game time on the demo alone and it's pretty boring uh all characters are level 20 already i guess that the level cap is going to rise once uh i get the full game but at this time farming weapons is the only thing i can actually do to f that actually feels like progress and gather weapon attributes and so far uh i've seen a lot of uh, of weapon attributes that shares commonalities or are similar to Fire Emblem Warriors, but there are some important ones that are missing that exist in Fire Emblem Warriors that I haven't seen yet uh, on the demo. The first and most important one, uh, improved damage with critical hits. When, when you manage to make the hexagon appear on a boss or a mini boss and you deal damage to that hexagon, to the boss, uh, while that hexagon exists, if you deplete the hexagon with your damage, you get to execute the enemy with uh, with the X button, I believe, or the yeah, it's the X button, I think. Uh, if you execute the enemy with that, uh, the damage is considered critical. So I get to see uh, a weapon attribute that says more damage to critical attacks. Um, the second that I get to see that rune, I'm going to be looking for that rune a lot because that means that critical attacks do a lot of damage any, anyway. And depleting the hexagon, it's, it's taking too long and very hard difficulty with some characters. But I yet I see that uh, there may be runes that may combine with that as well. For example, uh, depleting the hexagon for mini bosses, maybe that's going to be another weapon attribute because it, it also exists on Fire Emblem Warriors. But in Fire Emblem Warriors, you get more slots for every single weapon and you don't really need to repeat uh, the same rune or the same attribute in, in a single weapon. You just get, you know what, uh, more damage with critical hits. You know what? Uh, more damage uh, every 100 kills. Um, you just get one of those. But in this game, 
we get to see several different uh, weapon attributes of the same kind on the same weapon. And I already have uh, the one that gives me percentage damage plus every 100 kills. So I already have four runes, four weapon attributes of the same kind on this, on one single weapon. So I wonder if we are going to get uh, another four slots, maybe. Uh, and we get a weapon with eight slots. So we can basically make this super overpower focus weapon with eight percentages, uh, increased damage every 100 kills, maybe. Or we may combine what we already have with, uh, in, in my example, will be four four weapon attributes for critical damage plus plus damage for critical hits, and four runes for depleting the hexagon faster. I don't know what the name will be for those ones. In Fire Emblem Warriors, I believe it was Focus something, um, and the other was uh, I don't remember the other one because they don't really share meaningful name for me. But anyway, uh, I guess I'm going to be leaving this. I need to get back to work. It's already 5 p.m. here in Mexico, Central Standard Time. And thank you for coming in. I, and I'm going to be posting episodes more often because I already uh, moved my gear next to my working computer. So I already using this wonderful podcast gear uh, in order to create this podcast. Thank you for listening. You get to see uh, all my ramblings to the end and see you later.